0: It feels good to be here after a win.
1: Oh, it does. It does. That's Brett Neese, by the way, WREL, joining us here this afternoon. Me, Dennis Cox, Graham Hill producing us this afternoon here on 99 on the Fan. One game away. One game away from reaching the Eastern Conference Finals, Brett. Feels good. It does. So let's get into our three big things right here. Let's right off the top. Kane's got a massive game four win, six to one over the New Jersey Devils. They trailed one nothing. Dominated. They trailed one nothing early in the game. Brett Pesci did not have a good play. Let's just say he, he he did not have a good game. Three had a a pretty bad turnover coming from the corner. Didn't have some good puck support, but nevertheless, a bad turnover by Brett Pesci ends up being one nothing New Jersey. And I'm I'm sitting there thinking, uh oh. Yeah, it felt it felt like,
0: is this game three again?
1: Yes, that's what it felt like. A hundred percent, hundred percent felt like, oh, is this this is not good. But then Carolina slowly turned things around. You know what? Let's just go ahead, Graham. Put us on the on the wide shot because <laughs> Look, the Stanley Cup well here in have. studio. We actually have the Stanley Cup. Lord Stanley himself is here in studio right now with us. And I'm not gonna lie. I'm actually I'm actually looking at right now the 05 06 Carolina Hurricanes Stanley Cup team.
0: Yeah. This is this is awesome, Dennis.
1: This is absolutely amazing. So the Stanley Cup has been making rounds to all the different cities here in the NHL. And you know what? It's right here in Raleigh. Uh, so you, you know what, Brett? I can't see you right now because Lord Stanley's blocking our way. You know, it's a better view right now, Dennis. I'm, it is I'm, I'm really happy to see Lord Stanley. A hundred percent a better view. And we're being joined by the keeper of the cup. Don't, you know what? Don't worry, don't worry about, about scratching Stanley the can table do in here. Stanley it's wants fine. To do. Lord Stanley Cup can absolutely scratch our studio in here. We're doing this all here on the fly because actually we were <laughs> planning on having this at 315 today. So this is 100% on the fly. But the Stanley Cup is actually live in studio here with us and joining us in studio. Actually, uh, Brett, we go ahead and pass your chair on over yeah, I, and then I grab mean- that one from over there in the corner. As we're again, we're just doing this live here on the fly. So we actually have the Keeper of the Cup, Howie Barrow, is joining us here in studio live right now. So Howie has been going around to different teams, different cities, and making the rounds today. So you're here in studio. We have the actual Stanley Cup. Now the question for you, let's debunk some myths. A yeah. lot of people say, well, this isn't the actual Stanley Cup. But the Stanley Cup that I'm looking at right now, I see Rob Moore's name. When he hoisted the cup after the Canes won it in 2006, this is the one he picked up, right? This is the one, absolutely. This is the one.
2: Yes, sir. That's incredible. It's always the one. It's always the one. So, the story is, if you read Wikipedia, it's going to say there are three Stanley Cups. Well, one of them is just the original bowl from 1893. Mm -hmm. It's on permanent display in the Hockey Hall of Fame. It doesn't travel. It just stays there. And then we have a replica that was made specifically for the Hockey Hall of Fame for the fans to see when they visit. Gotcha. So, the always, one, so it's right here now. There? This is the only one that travels. This is the one that has all the history. Uh, this is the one that everybody wants to win.
1: All right. So I'm seeing a lot of different names. Like For example, I'm seeing the Edmonton Oilers, 1989, 1990 is in here. I see Mark Messier's name. I see Wayne Gretzky. I see a lot of different names on here. How far back do the names and teams on this go?
2: It goes back to 1893, the very first team wow. that ever won it. So there's a shoulder area before everything drops down to the, the main bands. Uh, that represents the first 100 years of the Stanley Cup. So all the winners from 1893 to 1992 are on there. Okay. Just the year and the team name only. Okay. okay.
0: And so- then the names of the players. How did, Can we go into a little bit of the history of how it became that everybody that wins the cup, they get their name on the cup. I mean, that's they do. one of the most cool things about this particular trophy.
2: Yes, yeah, so you can see even above uh, the neck piece that comes down below the bowl itself, there are players' names on here too. And that right. was back in the early 20s, 1930s. Um, I'm not exactly sure about the history with everything else, but uh, when the bands, uh, when the cup was designed this way, I think whoever had this design in mind meant for the players' names to be engraved on it. So, right from, it should be 1917, the first year of the. Uh, uh the NHL but uh, I think the band's might start at 1927. I'm not exactly sure about that, but now we get 52 names each mm-hmm. year. You get coaches, owners, um office um uh, yeah, front staff. office yeah, front yeah, office yeah, staff, yeah, general yeah. manager, owners, st- yeah. all
1: those kinds of things. Howie borrow yeah. Keeper of the Cup joining us here live in studio along with the Stanley Cup itself. Now, eventually there's going to be not enough space to add more names. So what mm-hmm. happens do do actually do, do rings get taken off do they do they add to the cup does this thing get larger what what happens to the to the names as more teams get added on
2: right it'll never get larger the way okay. it's designed is the top half of the cup up is permanent cuz that shows the, some of the original history mm-hmm. so only the five bands on the bottom okay so there's only five bands yes. okay so when the very bottom band is filled every 13 years they'll remove the top one it's retired to the hockey hall of fame everything gets shifted up one Okay. And a brand new one's put on the bottom and they start over again.
1: That's pretty right. awesome. Okay, so I also have a question for you, since I, I'm not allowed to pick this up, which is totally okay, even though I want to.
2: <laughs> how much does this thing actually weigh? Yeah, it's about 36 pounds.
1: okay. Yes. All right, so this is you got to work out for this. So you get you get plenty of a workout lugging this thing around, I'm sure. We
2: do. There are days where it's uh, yeah it's very strenuous and uh, depending on how far you have to walk with it, but uh, it's a good thing. I'm not going to really complain about it because, uh, you know, I'm carrying the Stanley Cup, so you can't complain about that.
0: It's one of the coolest jobs ever.
1: Absolutely.
2: <laughs> I I've, I actually shouldn't ask this question because I want to know, like,
1: what, what all is taking place in the actual cup itself, but actually <laughs> I don't want to know uh, some of the answers to those things. I know I've seen, like, babies take baths and oh, these yeah. things. Uh, people eat cereal, drinking out of it, yeah. obviously. Um, what are some of the more – unique things that you have seen people with the Stanley Cup, a Stanley Cup champion, because everyone gets a day with the cup that wins it. They do. So what are some of the more unique things that you have seen people do with the cup? And also, how often do you have to clean this thing after that?
2: It gets cleaned every day. Okay. And that helps preserve the the silver on it, right? uh, Because we don't want it to oxidize. If it sat for too long, it would start to go brown or whatever the color mm-hmm. is but uh, so it's washed every day it takes off the fingerprints and the lipstick marks <laughs> and sometimes <laughs> we'll watch it more you we'll wash it more than once or twice but uh, so the players yeah they'll <clears throat> take it golfing uh, with some of their buddies they'll take it fishing mm-hmm. um, guys have taken it on boats and they've gone water skiing and stuff but the cup stays in the boat it doesn't go out we don't want it dumped in the river or the lake or whatever because we don't want to lose it no it's heavy enough that it will it might float for a minute or two before it goes down. Uh, saying, have
1: you ever had to hire like a deep-sea diver to go, go fish this thing out? Not that I'm aware of, no. Okay.
2: Uh, we've had guys take helicopters up to mountaintops, and they've had scenic shots taken that way. Yeah. Wow. Um, there's been a lot of really cool things done with the Cup, and uh, I'm not there for everything. Uh, my, my boss, Phil Pritchard, and another guy, mm-hmm. Mike Bolt, and a few of the other guys that have traveled with the Cup, uh, they've gone to a lot of different places. It's been on the shuttle. Uh, not out outer space, but it's been on, you know, for a tour of that. It's been on battleships. Uh, I took it the to Gettysburg one time with really? uh, a guy from Pittsburgh. Um, a lot of historical stuff, you know. Wherever we can take it, that's very unique. Where it's never been before, it's mm-hmm. always a it's always a good thing. Yeah, great hockey. Now, Howie Howie Borrow,
1: keeper of the Stanley Cup, joining us live here in studio with the Stanley Cup itself. I see some dents on here. (laughs) There have been a couple times I know this thing has been dropped, even last year's Stanley Cup, uh, the championship, just right straight from the get-go, boom, hitting on the ice. Um, So I know it's not perfectly symmetrical. How hard and how tedious of a process is it to take out some of the dents? Because I know up top here at the Cup itself, that's been reshaped a few times.
2: Right. Uh, I guess depending on the damage, uh, we have a person in uh, Montreal who's been – the uh, silversmith for over 30 years now. Okay. And uh, when we bring it to her, she, uh, you know, she does her magic and she's able to fix it up. I guess that's the best thing about uh, metal is that it can be, you know, reformed. But we don't want any damages or as little as possible done to the silver. Because, right. you know, if it damages some of the names and stuff, it's really something that uh, you don't want to tarnish somebody's name that works so hard to win this thing. But uh, we're, we're doing our best to keep it in good shape. But uh, at times it has fallen. Uh, the bowl's been dented and stuff, but it gets refixed, and uh, we're happy to be able to bring it on the road again. Uh, you were saying, uh, you know, the perfection or whatever it is. it has been given the nickname, the imperfect perfection. Yeah. You know, the Stanley mm-hmm. Cup. So um, we do our best. I mean, it's, accidents are going to happen, but, uh, you know, we we uh, we do what we can to keep it uh, in its uh, normal shape.
1: How many days throughout the year is this, like, on tour um, or out, out of – wherever it normally stays right
2: it's uh somewhere between 300 and 330 days a year really yes wow so those
1: yes. things constantly on the road
2: constantly on the move the nhl has their own dates you know blocked off we have uh minor hockey stuff we have um charity events uh the nhl has their you know things that they do with uh, corporate sponsors and and stuff like that so there's always something going on with it
0: well and this isn't the first time that lord stanley has been in raleigh this calendar year dennis it was here that's true during the stadium series i,
1: I remember people yes. were lined up like crazy to go see the stanley cup around the block L- yeah literally they're around literally. the block and it's it was here for a couple of days mm-hmm. so those are obviously unique times for that uh, when it's actually not on the road those 30 to 60 days throughout the year where does it actually does this go to the
2: hockey hall of fame it would be at the hockey hall of fame okay and that's usually an opportunity for the replica to go and get engraved, too. So oh, okay. It's kept uh, yeah. the exact same as this one so yeah. that when fans go and they can see the current uh, teams that are on there.
1: So, dents and everything. So, if this no. gets dropped are we <laughs> drop in the replica as well, I, I mean, that's if you want to keep it exact same, you got to yeah. do it. Well, yeah. yeah.
2: I guess I should watch the way I word it. But, yeah, okay. you, you can't replicate it perfectly like no. that. No. Uh, the the cup in the Hall of Fame is probably in better shape, actually, but yeah. this is how you can tell that this is the one that's the original, what we consider the original, mm-hmm. the one that travels all around the world.
0: And then yeah. during the finals, is it only in the building on a night that a team can clinch it?
2: That's usually the tradition, yes. Okay. So if it's a game four or anything above that yeah. where there's a potential chance for it to be presented, uh, normally there's a, a superstition from the, the teams. I mean... They, they know what's going to be there, but they just yeah. don't want it in the building. So sure. we, we yeah. keep it close by so that they can bring it in at the last minute when it's needed.
0: Well, there's a different air of those games. Those those games, those clinching games, when they show that cup in, on TV in the building for one of those games that is a possible clinching game, you can just tell that there's just a different feel. Oh, there's absolutely. nothing like it.
2: Um, I, I think everybody feels it, the fans, the players. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, even uh, our team of Cup guys, they know it's soon going to be presented, and uh, it's one of those things that it's uh, every season that's going to happen, and it's a big moment, you know? So, it's fun.
0: Yeah. So, uh, Dennis, my name is on this Cup.
2: Oh, is it? Yeah. Brett niece
1: is on this Cup? Well,
0: not Brett niece Oh, okay. Yeah. But uh, I'm from St. Louis. Okay. Uh, and I was born in the 90s when uh, the great Brett Hall was in town in St. Louis, and so... Had a had a mother and father that loved Brett Hall. and so I'm looking right at it, Dennis, the Dallas Stars, 1998, 1999. Ah, there it I is. Can See Brett Hall right there. My name is on that cup. Okay, How Well about it?
1: I can actually see the 0506 cup on here. So I'm I'm looking at Rob Brindamore's name. It's a good I see good I see Glenn Wesley. I see Justin oh. Williams. So you, you see our friend. Uh, head of PR over at the Carolina Hurricanes, Mike Sunheim. Yeah, his name is here on the yeah. cup. So you know what? Maybe get Mike over here. Let's hoist this bad boy. Because <laughs> you, because all right. So actually, my final question for you is this. So people, the tradition is can't pick up the cup or touch the cup unless your name is on it or your team has won it. Correct. Well, that's we,
2: generally the tradition amongst hockey folks. Yes. If, all right. If you're still in the league and you're playing for the cup, you don't want to go near it. Yeah, you don't yeah, want but to go We near. allow fans to touch it, hug it, give it a kiss if they like. Uh, oh, but, yeah, the, the tradition is we want to keep it special for the players. Sure. They've earned the right to be able to pick it up. So that's when they can pick it up from any time that they've won it to the rest of their life. Okay, so, so that was, my, that was yes. my question.
1: So after they're done playing or after their name is on this cup, they can pick it up because say, hey, you know what? I've earned this. I've won this. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, I yeah. like that. I love that. That's pretty awesome. All right. That's Howie Barrow, Keeper of the Stanley Cup, live here with us in studio. Thanks for your time. Really do appreciate it. I know you've got other cities to go to, so you can just go ahead and lead Stanley right here. Yeah, and uh, 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 Because Kansas are winning this. Kansas yeah. are winning this. I already see the spot where they're going to have their uh, their team engraved on it right over here, so I know exactly where it's going to be. So, Howie, you can travel. This can just stay right here in studio with us.
2: It's going to spend all summer with us. It's going
1: to stay right here all summer.
2: That would be nice. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Raleigh is a great place to visit and a great place to hang out for the summer. So, you never know. Hopefully that <laughs> happens for you guys, and uh, good luck. And, uh, you know, some great hockey to go, but uh, we'll see what happens. Absolutely.
1: That's Howie Borrow joining us here live in studio alongside Brett East. Dennis Cox here with you this afternoon on 99.9 The Fan uh, Lord Stanley Cup joining us as well. We're gonna take a quick break on the other side. We will talk about Game Four uh, as I continue to admire this cup. And if it's still in here, I'm just gonna probably read names for about 15 minutes, looking back <laughs> at some of these. Because I get look back over here and I see you know the the Philadelphia Flyers yep. from from 1974-75. And look at that, you know Dave Schultz and, and Joe, just all these different names. On the, the Stanley Cup, seventy-one,
0: seventy-two, the Canadians. It just, uh, it's a, a oh my goodness piece of
1: history just sitting right here. Actually, I do have one final question for you. I see actually Club de Hockey uh, Canadiens from yeah. seventy-eight, seventy-nine, but then I see Montreal Canadiens from the ninety-two, ninety-three seasons. Why why the uh, change in name? Right, there,
2: great question. So from what I've been told, the team president has the choice of how to word it. So if oh, okay. the team president is a French Canadian. They'll probably use the French wording makes sense for the club de hockey, de Montreal. Uh, if it's a English president, they'll use the typical English spelling of it, Montreal, Canadian. So okay, it's a nice, it's a good question. I'm glad you noticed that. And uh, it's another little tidbit, something a little different about the cup that uh, just adds to the, the historical lore about it.
1: Got to love it. That's Harry Barrow. Thanks for joining us in studio. If you missed this conversation, check it out on the best of 99 on the fan podcast. Also, uh, it's going to be on our YouTube page, 99.9 The Fan on YouTube. You could you could see this as well in all of its glory. Howie, thanks for your time.
2: Thank you for having us.
1: We'll we take a quick break. On the other side, we're going to break down game four and more. Next. We, we had planned to talk to Howie Barrow at 315, but you know what? Our, our program director, Paul, was just like, get it in there. Let's just go ahead and get in there right now. So we had started the show. We started breaking down game four. Before, you know <laughs> the doors in the studio is opening up. They're carrying in the cup. We're uh, on Lord
0: Stanley's time.
1: Exactly. A we're, 100, we're 100% yeah. on his time. Uh, yeah, exactly. It was a run-in. We had a run-in by Lord Stanley. Yeah. Uh, for all you wrestling fans out there, yeah. his music hit, and boom, he was he was right inside here. Uh, scratched up our desk in here a little bit, but you know what? I like the fact that you- yeah, It's character. Exactly. That's character. So, hey, hey, what happened to these scratches here? Yeah, the Stanley Cup was here, yeah. and that's that's what caused it. It was, it was what, super what cool. What desk
0: can tell you, can say that Stanley Cup did that? None. Except, no. for Except, Except for this one. Except for this one right here. Second All right, one. let's
1: Brett Brett Neese, nice, let's get into to game four here real quick. That dominance, was super cool.
0: Dominance by Dominating. the
1: Canes. Six to one the final score over the New Jersey Devils for the Carolina Hurricanes. They take a three one series lead. And as we were saying, things kinda of started off a little eh, I was a little I was a little concerned because Brett Pesci and Brady Shea did not have a very good game in game number three. They minus were four. Minus four each. Each. And Brett Pesci had a turnover from the corner to the right of Freddie Anderson. Puck comes right into the slot or high slot. Timo Meyer shoots it. Jack Hughes is in front of the net, hits off his leg into the back of the net. One-nothing. You're like, uh oh, this is not good. But Carolina slowly started to turn things around. The term and hockey like they use is build a game. All right. Mm-hmm. They started to Started to get to their forecheck. And before you know it, we saw the Martin Natchez that we've been craving to see. The Martin Natchez that we saw the first 60 games of the regular season. He ties it up. It's 1-1 after 1. And then before you know it, Natchez scores again. And it was goal after goal after goal after goal. Four goals.
0: Five goals in the second
1: period. I'm sorry, five goals in the second period, but four goals in five minutes and 20 seconds.
0: Unbelievable run in that second period. And it really, for me... Kind of started to put the demon, the road demons away of last year. Mm-hmm. The start of the game, I thought, oh, here come the road demons. Here come the roads, road Carolina Hurricanes are showing up again Whoa. in New Jersey. But then they got to do their game and then they start pouring it on. And then this is the Carolina Hurricanes that we know.
1: This, it was.
0: This is the Carolina Hurricanes that we, this is the brand of hockey that they bring that Brenda Moore has brought. And that's that's what we saw and that's why they were successful
1: and it was speed through the neutral zone and Martin H, I I thought was Jordan Martinook obviously had a phenomenal game but there are plays that were made we, we look at goals and assists and, and plus minus things like that a lot yeah but there are plays that stood out to me that don't necessarily show up on a stat sheet mm-hmm. that allowed Carolina to have the success that they had it's like, for example, when Brett pesci, Scored his goal. Brett Pesci responded well. He had a goal and an assist. Right. Defensively played so much better after he had the, the turnover early in the game. But Brett Pesci called for the puck from uh, from behind the net, from Freddie Anderson, who was playing the puck. Sends it up the board to Martin Natchez, who redirects the puck out of midair right to Jack Drury, mm-hmm. who then immediately gives the puck to Jordan Stahl. It was the play by Natchez at the blue line to help continue to get the puck out. He doesn't get an assist on the play, but that play at, at his own defensive blue line allowed Stahl to carry the puck all the way around the net, and then Brett Pesce eventually does score. If Natchez doesn't make the play at the blue line, the, the scoring chance doesn't happen. Right. So that doesn't show up in a stat sheet. But that shows that goes to show you when Martin Natchez is doing those little things, the skill takes over as well. When he does the little things right, game over for other teams, and it was like that yesterday.
0: Absolutely, and and... That's for a number of guys on the team. I think yeah. Kokoniemi is another guy, yeah, who doesn't necessarily show up on the stat sheet. But last night he was making pass after pass that mm-hmm. was tape to tape. You know that, that he the vision that Kokoniemi showed last night mm-hmm. was the Kokuniemi that we know he can play to. That was the level. He may not have the goals and assists. He may not be racking up the points. But he's out there and he's making those little plays. And though that's the difference. At the end of the game
1: When he's playing physical Down in the corners yeah. It's a massive difference For Carolina He had at least One assist yesterday yeah. It was ten players That had multiple points mm-hmm. right, correctly For Carolina And Jordan Martinook. Goodness Martin Goodness nuke. A goal And yeah Martin We'll, we'll get into that we'll get A little that. bit later on But the, he the, dropped the, another nuke Yes he did A goal and two assists Yesterday He actually initially Had three They ended up Rechanging it, they took one away. Yeah, because again, they hate the Carolina Hurricanes. Well, but that's a little that's that's not needed here there. But a goal and two assists for Jordan Martinook. He has nine points in four games. He has multiple points in every game of this series. Mm-hmm. Three goals, six assists. He had zero points in the first series. But the wild thing is, he's second on the team in points in the playoffs right now. And he's a <laughs> and guy. And they all come
0: in this series. And he's a guy. Remember the beginning of the season? Oh, Put he was putting him up- on waivers. Well, okay, and I know there's, I know there's some, uh, there's some backstory there. Yeah, there is backstory. Some, there were some moves, and there was some There, there was, there was an idea there, and and that was strategic, right? But either way, this is a guy that, at least from from the casual fans' perspective, like Martinooks, the guy stepping up here in the playoffs. Yeah, it's a great storyline.
1: And this is actually the first time in a while that he's been fully healthy for the whole. He played all 82 games yep. for Carolina this season. He's battled some, um, some abdominal injuries, or you know you know, core body injuries over the, uh, the last few seasons where he's had a missed time, fully healthy. And we're actually seeing with his style of play, his style of play fits the playoffs, right? 100%. Hard-nosed physical style of 100%. hockey. And, okay, over the course of the regular season, yeah, he's going to get some – he's going to go on some hot streaks. Remember him, uh, Martin Martinook Stahl, and Faust, early mm-hmm. part of the season, yeah. off- offensively was carrying the yeah. team. But now we're starting to see the fruits of labor. Jordan – I'm sorry, Jesper Faust – scoring a goal yesterday as well, um, just that hard-nosed style of play uh, that those guys bring in, the speed that which yeah. they play with as well.
0: Free agent to be Jesper Fast, but we'll see what happens.
1: That's a different conversation for Absolutely. another time.
0: But we are in the midst of what is becoming a, a dominant series for the Carolina Hurricanes, and uh, did you notice how quiet it was? In the Prudential Center? Well,
1: it gets pretty quiet when half the, <laughs> half the arena leaves after the second yeah. period.
0: Well, whenever you score five, when the road team scores five goals, uh, who's sticking around for that?
1: No one. No. No one's sticking around for that. You know what? That's fine. Go drink your tears. It's okay. I'm okay with that. That's Brett Neese. Dennis Cox here with you this afternoon. Grant Hill producing us right here on 99.9 The Fan. We're going to get into hockey a little bit more uh, in just a little bit. Jamie Hirsch of the NHL Network is going to give us a perspective on uh, a little bit of a national perspective because um, I think you and I could probably do just as poorly as the New Jersey goalies are. Well, They've yeah. given up 21 goals yeah. in four games, which the most ever scored in a four-game stretch in the NHL playoffs is 23. And Carolina has scored 21 in four games.
0: And in three of the four go- uh, games, uh, Lindy Ruff has had to make a goalie change.
1: Yeah. It's been a goalie change in all four games. In all series. four games. All four games. That's Losing wild. teams had to pull <laughs> their goalie. Uh, been a lot of offense, at least for one team. Again, 21 goals in four games for the Carolina Hurricanes.